0: 2024 and welcome to the Barcelona Virtual Podcast on European Marketing and Innovation. For our 55th episode, we'll be taking a realistic look together at current challenges for our brands and companies. That said, with a huge dose of optimism and innovation.
1: I'm glad you underscored both points, Sonia. Given today's headlines, it seems that threats abound, both geopolitically and economically. Nevertheless, as we all know from any good SWOT analysis, So do opportunities.
0: I fully agree. And that's why I sincerely urge all who have just connected to stay with us until the end. When I listened to the advanced taping last night, I realized how much of a goldmine this episode really is.
1: Well, that's good to know, Sonia. Thanks. And the way we set up this session actually was for our team to look at current problems that many of us share. Uh, looking for some solutions that may surprise you, and also some tech innovations that are recent that may also help you in the day-to-day. So also be sure, please, not to forget the program notes, which you'll find on our blog at blog.bevirtual.com.
2: I'd also mention, from the get-go, that we'll be sharing very fresh, relevant stats from the recently published 2024 Marigold Global Consumer Trends Report.
3: To focus things even more, it seems our title today says it all. How to unmask your most profitable
1: customer. Spot on, George. As a matter of fact, I think we all share the same so-called pain points as business owners, entrepreneurs, sales and marketing professionals. And some of these are, for example, how hard it's getting to find good leads, the huge challenge of retaining loyal customers, and quite simply, how urgent it's becoming to increase sales.
4: And I would add, in a sustainable way. After all, profitability comes from people. So I think some of the concepts we discuss here, such as the magic mirror, digital lifestyle, and the cybersphere, are truly perfect for a long-term customer relationship.
2: Okay, okay, okay. Wait a minute, Carrie. No spoilers, please.
1: (laughs) Caleb is right, Carrie. We're putting the cart before the horse a bit, as we say in the US. But it does show how passionate we feel and how exciting some of these ideas are. Shall we jump in?
0: The following content is brought to you by the BV Innovation Lab. Voice services, AI, virtual reality, and neuromarketing are only a few of the ways we help you innovate in a safe space. To learn more, go to lab.bvirtual.com. That's lab.bvirtual.com. At the BV Innovation Lab, we bring you the future today.
2: You know, Paul, the idea of unmasking your best customer makes me think right away of one thing, the phantom of the opera. In a way, it kind of sounds a little weird.
1: Well, it's not that we're suggesting that a customer could be a ghost, although the problem of ghosting does really exist, and not just in the personal sphere. These days, people are using the word ghosting to describe someone who simply disappears from a relationship, usually the romantic kind. However, that can also happen between a consumer and their former favorite brand.
3: By the way, Caleb, we recently did design a visual inspired by the Phantom of the Opera when we invited our agency's top clients to our latest BV breakfast. Its theme was the same, how to unmask one's most profitable customer.
2: What I don't understand is why you think consumers are hiding behind masks or ghosting brands.
4: Well, that's because they do, Caleb. It happens. It's also the main focus of this first segment. They are absolutely infotoxicated, as it were, and some people have severe trust issues, especially online.
3: I swear, please forgive me in advance, and I certainly don't mean to be flip about it, but this all sounds like something more for a
1: psychologist. Well, George, welcome to sales and marketing in the 21st century. It's all about relationship and the relevance it comes from really knowing our very best customers. Some of the stats that Caleb has brought from the Marigold Report back that up.
2: Could you please share some of that information? I will admit that you are pretty on track here. In their study of almost 10,400 consumers around the world, the good news is that a full 63% will continue buying and even pay more for their favorite brands, despite current economic
3: pressures. That sounds very good.
2: Yeah, but they're actually freaked out about many other things. More than half are super frustrated by irrelevant content or offers. 52% delete apps on their phones that aren't useful, and 30% share a lot less on social about themselves. They're worried about privacy, and about
1: being tracked.
4: That sounds like something caused by your personal cybersphere, Paul.
1: What's that? You're about to find out.
3: The personal cybersphere. Sounds like something out of a science fiction movie. It definitely sounds cool.
1: And it is, because it can help not only to capture new customers, but also keep them happy, generating sales again and again. Yet, on the other hand, it can be very dangerous, a real kiss of death for many brands, trying to learn digital marketing and failing. Pardon me for insisting, but again, what is it? The personal cybersphere is a communications model we developed back in 2001 as a way to explain to our clients, but also to marketing students and the public at large, why we were detecting problems and pushback with the very first digital marketing campaigns.
4: George, as our official chief nerd, I do know that you like sci-fi movies.
1: Oh, that's actually quite helpful, Carrie. Thanks. George, the cybersphere is a digital shield that 21st century consumers use to protect themselves, it's that simple. And from what you might say, well, from the tsunami of information and data that literally attacks all of us daily, only relevant information enters, all the rest is simply noise and bounces right off of this protective circle. Think of it this way, in sci-fi terms, you wake up, place your feet on the floor and hear.
4: Your personal cybersphere has been activated.
1: From that moment on, all messaging, marketing, sales and communications will need to penetrate your very own cybersphere, just to be seen and even considered.
4: What I find intriguing are the four R's, the distinct levels a brand needs to get past. Could you explain what they are?
2: I think I can. I'm looking at a diagram of the cybersphere right now, which is also in the blog post for this episode. Those four levels are recognition, response, respect and relationship.
1: That's correct, Caleb. Turning now to those of you listening, to penetrate the personal cybersphere, your brand needs to know the password, which is relevant relationship. Your customer will then let you in. The first R, recognition, is activated when a consumer recognizes your brand as a company or product of this century, the new millennium. Your brand is current and relevant. If you then get him to respond by engaging with your brand, and your response is fast and relevant, you've activated the second R. As a matter of fact, as early as 2016, McDonald's global marketing director oriented the company to adopt a mantra of hashtag the speed of now. Wow. So you respond fluidly and fast. What happens then? Aretha Franklin sang it herself. And don't worry, because I won't be singing it here. R-E-S-P-E-C-T, respect. The more your interactions with that customer are relational and relevant, the more her respect will grow, leading you to the fourth R, relationship.
3: I must say, I'm quite gobsmacked. That's very clever and clear.
0: Our listeners can find more information in the program notes on our blog at blog.bevirtual.com. Or by going to a short mini course on the subject at cybersphere.bevirtual.com.
1: Here's where things are going to get real. And by that, I mean really relevant for you, producing real results. To begin with, if we need to unmask our most profitable customer, we first need to know who precisely she is. Once we do, will work hard to ensure that she never puts on that mask again.
3: Do you have a concrete way to identify those valuable clients? The other day, Paul told me it's as easy as
2: listening to the right radio station, meaning Radio RFM. Did you
4: just say radio station?
1: Oh, don't worry, Carrie. You know, it's just me. You know how much I like to play around with language and words. And, quote, Radio RFM, unquote, is just an easy mnemonic device a memory aid of sorts, to remember the very important marketing concept of recency, frequency, and monetary value, also referred to as RFM. Right.
3: I assume RFM is related to commercial activity, such as the recency of purchases, the frequency of those sales, and then a given amount of revenue as a qualifier. Am I correct?
1: Yes, you are, George. But before even that, you need to identify your most profitable client. How? Okay, let's roll up our sleeves. (laughs) You would do that by finding the 20% of people in your customer data platform, or CDP, who cause 80% of your sales. They are the secret of your success, so to speak. RFM is a simple database extraction any marketing or sales manager can request from the IT department or do herself. So to generalize and give you a very simple example, let's say that you want to find the most profitable, active customers in a database of one million people. By running an RFM extraction or analysis, you would end up with 200,000 of your VIP customers.
4: And then you need to make sure that your communication to such valuable customers
2: does not even seem like a magic mirror to them. Guys, this conversation is getting stranger by the minute.
1: I understand, Caleb, and it might seem that way, yet it's really common sense. What Carrie means is that with every interaction with your brand, your most valuable customer must see him or herself reflected in your communication, in your magic mirror. Every marketing campaign, each promotion, every piece of content, especially email from which 51% of sales are generated, is an opportunity for them to let you into their personal cybersphere, sit down, discover that new product, maybe uh, enjoy a discount or not. According to the 2024 Global Consumer Trends Study, 85% say that their love marks, meaning their favorite brands, personalize and treat them as individuals. If you, on the other hand, are creating generic, anonymous, irrelevant marketing, you can only expect one thing. Game over. Your
2: final words there were, well, kind of harsh, Paul. Game over?
4: Yikes. Still, it is absolutely true. You need to invest in getting to know your best customers. It's the only way they will show themselves without the mask.
3: That makes for great poetry, but how does that increase sales? Or help us to connect with truly qualified leads? Let's get real, as Paul said earlier.
1: I think I can help, yet time is limited, so I'd suggest three initial solutions, some of them cutting edge. We'll put more details on this episode's blog post and then perhaps do more deep dives on such topics this season. Number one, Caleb, let's talk about the new way to create buyer personas, profiles of one's ideal customers using AI. You worked on that with Benedict last month.
2: That was awesome. Okay. Okay. As many of you who are listening know, a buyer persona is a fictitious sketch of your best customer with a photo, name, personality, family story, digital lifestyle, and other details. Usually, this information can come from actually knowing real customers, or if not, from focus group research. What Ben and I did was to create online meetings with AI bots called Synthetic Users. The results were really helpful. I've put more information and a short use case video on our blog.
4: And it's a first step in getting to know more details. This will allow you to create a more personalized magic mirror for your marketing.
1: It's the most basic step, after which it is essential to know more about their digital lifestyle, how they use tech in their daily lives, in order to connect with them using the right channels, at the right time, and with the right tone.
4: We might mention gamification also. It's the perfect way to acquire first-party data directly from such VIP customers. We have examples of this on our blog.
1: Great reminder, Carrie. Number two, for Derby Hotels Collection and AMC Cinemas here in Europe, surveys that are more like games have been great sources of such personal information with users' permission. And I'd also mention platforms such as Qualifio that make it very easy to create entertaining promos and experiences online. In work for Unilever, And also for Derby, using narrative forms was also key to getting conversion rates of 55% and more, allowing us to get to know our most important customers even more.
3: I know we're wrapping up, but would you have any other AI-generated tools we might recommend to our audience?
4: In RBV Story Studio, we've had great success with FETA's predictive AI, George. We use facial coding with micro-expressions to pre-test videos before release. I've put the link in the program notes.
2: Paul, could we already mention to towise.ai?
1: Well, since George is a bit of a sci-fi fan, how about a helpful bot like Hal from the movie 2001 A Space Odyssey? In the BV Innovation Lab, we're currently testing a new AI platform that distills the most relevant information from your website, e-commerce, or other channel in a very personalized way for each and every person who interacts with him. And I know that not everyone is a fan of chatbots because many lack relevancy and are actually creating more work, yet TWICE.AI looks promising at first glance. Sonia, would you mind closing this episode for us?
0: I'd be happy to. We do hope that you've enjoyed this first episode of Season 6 and that you've discovered some practical takeaways for your own particular project or challenge. We truly appreciate you. See you next time. remember to check out our podcast directory at podcast.bevirtual.com. You'll find five seasons with over 50 episodes, including very interesting chats with European innovators, marketers, and entrepreneurs. And don't forget to look for the videos of our live sessions, available on the Barcelona virtual YouTube channel, as well as in the program notes on our blog. Thanks for listening and until next time, adios from Spain.
3: The BV European Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Barcelona Virtual, a European internet pioneer. To visit us, type the letter B, together with virtual.com. That's bvirtual.com.